your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day, Lord. Help us rejoice in it. We're just thankful that for your protection and your love. And Lord, we just ask you to continue to walk with us and to show us your ways. Be with us today as we tune into Pastor Stevens and hear what he has to say. Give him wisdom and work through him, Lord. Help us to connect with that hope that you're always offering us. Lord, I thank you for this church family and the incredible strength and faith that they always are so generous with, Lord. I thank you for them. And Lord, we raise up our leaders here at our church. We pray that you walk with them and help them feel the joy of all their hard work and their love for this community and this congregation. We pray that we can be a light for our community in the midst of some of these dark times. There's so much going on, Lord, and it's hard to know where we need to serve best, so guide us. And Lord, we just thank you for your love. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I am your 
Not because, not because of who I am, because of what you've done, not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. I am the flower quickly fading, today and gone tomorrow, waiting for the ocean, Dan up here to give us the message today. Pastor Stevens. Not as easy as being inside, huh? Well, hi. Good to, uh, it's good to be here uh, with those of you who are here in person and with those of you who are here on, online. We're going to try and make this work. Uh, if we blow away in the middle of it, just be patient. And um, it's, uh, it is what it is, and we'll, we'll deal with it the way we deal with it, okay? Um, so the first thing I want you to do this morning, uh, those of you who are at home and those of you who are here, I want you to think of a synonym for the word love. Uh, it's the very first thing. Think of a synonym, a word that means or is similar to the word love. Okay? Okay? Yeah, I, I need some I need some feedback here. Yeah, you got it? You got it? Alright, 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 here we go. So um, I'm, I want to do a, a bit of responsive reading, and uh, the way it's going to, the way we're going to work it, is I'm going to read something and then I'm going to point at you, and you're going to say, "Unselfish Lord." Okay, let, let's practice. Perfect. Okay, so here we go. Um, out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the verse that Jonathan assigned me this morning is, is, is verse 4. And so it goes like this. Love is patient. Let me try it again. Love is patient. Love is kind. 
It does not envy. I'm sorry. My bad. Okay, it does not envy. Perfect. Good. It does not boast. It is not proud. So the whole idea, as we've been in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and Jonathan's been preaching on it, and he's set up the whole, um, whole he calls it pericope, the whole understanding of Scripture out of 1 Corinthians 13. And this is the verse that we're going to be dealing with today that I just read. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, it does not boast, and it is not proud. The central core of the Christian message is indeed about love. God's love for us, our love for one another, and how that works itself out in our lives. And so the, it's, it's central. And, and, and Paul starts talking about spiritual gifts. And then he, then he recognizes that there's many spiritual gifts, but sometimes spiritual gifts are enacted in unloving ways. You know, we need to do things in, in loving ways, in loving manners. And so Paul then says, oh, wait a minute here. Let's talk about what love is. Let's define love. And so he starts off with a word that was kind of peculiar in my mind. He, his very first word is he says, when he starts to define love, he says, love is patient. And I thought, that is really, I mean, I don't know what synonym you thought of when you thought about the word love, but in our North American culture, we don't really, let me put it in a personal pronoun, I don't often think of the word patience in connection with the word love. Did any of you come up with the word patience? when you thought of the synonym. And that's where Paul starts. And now listen to the definition. If I can hold everything down here. At this. Love is patient. So I'm going to be patient with this wind. And how's this? You're going to be patient with me. Thank you. Thank you. Everything tied down? Good job. Perfect. Look at that. Flatten it out. Yeah! So the definition. Patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry, upset, or bitter. Yikes. Yowie, especially now in this pandemic with the requirement for masks and getting to the store and realizing you don't have a mask and being impatient with yourself or waiting in line just just to get into Trader Joe's or, or that person that's on their cell phone in front of you at the stoplight and the light turns green and they're still on their cell phone trying to text and patience love is patient I, I begin to think about my tendency to be impatient, impatient with my computer when it takes more than five seconds to boot up, impatient with the people around me when they don't do what I expect them to do. And, and, all, and as I 
had to, in my mind, thank John, Jonathan several times. At first, I was kind of ticked off at Jonathan for giving me one verse to preach on. You know, I, I'm used to having a, 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 a text like First Corinthians. Take First Corinthians chapter 13 and preach on it. One verse. But then as I began to get into this one verse and the word patience and kindness, I, I went, oh, wow. What, what's going on here? In, in first, I woke up the other morning thinking about First John. It's a song that we used to sing in middle school, First John 4, 7, and 8. And that's the way the, the song kind of ends, but it's, it kind of is, and I'll, I'll, I can't sing it for you because I can't sing. But here's what it says, if I can get everything to work here. Beloved, that's the way the song starts, beloved, let us love one another, for love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And then he flips it around and says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God has shown his love for us that he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. And then Paul then defines love with this first word is patience. And so when I'm impatient, I've had, I've had to really kind of stop and look at myself pretty seriously because what does that say if God is, is, is the God of love and, and Paul defines the first word as patient and I'm impatient, what does that say about where my life is centered? It, it's, I, I pretty much centered on me, my, my false sense of importance when, when the light turns green and somebody doesn't go and so I'm, I'm mad at them. And, and, I, and, and, and wait, wait, Dan, stop. What is this about? If, if God is, is love and I'm impatient and the first word of, of definition is patience, what, is that, what does that have to say about me? And so I have to stop and think about recentering myself if I catch myself. But that's sort of the big word, right? If we catch ourselves. I, I remember years ago, maybe some of you remember the word marriage encounter. Any of you remember marriage encounter? I see some heads nodding. My wife and I went to Marriage Encounter, and, and one of the big takeaways for me from Marriage Encounter was about my emotions and my feelings. And, and the, the word in Marriage Encounter was to respond to your feelings rather than to react to them. But how do you do that? How do you, how do you respond to your emotions? God-given emotions for sure. So what does it mean when I say I'm impatient? Well, the marriage encounter tried to teach me, <laughs> and, and I've worked on it for the years since then, but I'm a slow learner. Um, when I have an emotion is to state the emotion. So if I'm in line waiting to get into Trader Joe's and I'm feeling impatient, what Marriage Encounter taught me to try and do is to just to be able to say the word, I'm feeling impatient. Now what that does is, is it defines me and it helps me respond to my feeling as God would have me than to react to it. 
and start stomping my feet and swearing and getting mad and, and, and going and getting in my car and driving away. No, what God wants me to do is to respond to the emotion that he gave me, which is impatience. And how do I respond well to that? I have to stop and say, uh-oh, what's at the center of my life? God, unself me right now and let you be back on the throne of my life. Help me put you back in the center. I was listening to a, a talk the other day about racial intolerance and how we as white Anglos need to uncenter ourselves in, in, the, in, in racial equality. And what God is trying to teach me and teach us, as Paul puts that first word as be patient, is that we oftentimes, and we read it and we said, Lord, unself us, we have to think about who's at the center on the throne of our lives when we become impatient with other people and with things. Because I become the center, when I become the center of my life, then I become very, very impatient about what's going on with myself, with others, and with situations. The second word that Paul uses in definition, which is fascinating for love, is kindness. Well, now that's not, that, that sort of goes along with the image, with the idea, kindness. Kindness is an active verb. We, I, I sometimes think of kindness, oh, that's a really kind person. I think of sort of someone who's passive. But, but kindness is, a, is an active engagement with other people. An active act of being kind is doing something for somebody else that empowers them. For a number of years, I was uh, involved with an organization, a, a nonprofit I worked for them for about eight years, called Lifewater International. Our job was to do community water development in developing countries. Now, the hardest job of that endeavor was not to get water for people, safe drinking water for people, and simply put in a well. The hardest thing about that job was to engage other people in the process so that there was a sense of dignity and self-worth, that you weren't robbing other people of what they could do for themselves. And so we would have spent hours and hours involved with the communities in developing countries to help people take ownership and recognize the need for safe water in their community. Because the most communities in the developing world were where people would walk to the river, get the water, bring it back, and drink it. And so there was lots of waterborne disease. And so what we would work at tirelessly is to engage people in the process so that they had a sense of ownership and dignity. The UN put in hundreds of wells across sub-Saharan Africa and they were within weeks, within months, were broken down. Nobody cared for them. Nobody spent time with them because there wasn't a sense of ownership of those, of those projects. There was no sense that they belonged to those people. And so we spent a lot of time with that. Kindness takes into, a, into account who the other person is and then acts 
to help that person be the person that God created them to be. So love is, what was the first word? What, what? Patience. And the second word was kindness. Love is patient. Love is kind. A guy by the name of Howard Truman wrote a little meditation booklet. And in that meditation booklet, he gives uh, an allegory or a metaphor of our lives being either a swamp, a channel, or a reservoir. Now, think about that for a moment. A swamp. What is a swamp? A swamp is, takes in, but doesn't give anything out, right? There's no flow through, and so there's no movement of the water. It stagnates and breeds weird things like mosquitoes. I don't know if you've spent any time around a swamp, but if you know if you stand in water, what happens? It becomes toxic, stagnant, and breeds bad things. We can be a channel where, where, where information and and stuff just flows through us, and there's no direction. It's just straight out, straight in, straight out. There's no reserve. There's no sense of depth. It's just a channel that water flows through. Or we can be a reservoir where we take in and we feel content and full because of God's amazing love in our lives. We take in God's love because he loves us, and we accept it, and ask it to come in, and we become this sense and source of water for other things. A reservoir has specific uh, purposes for that water that is stored in that reservoir. Often it's drinking water. Sometimes it's for uh, irrigation to raise crops, but it's specific. So water comes in, it's stored, and then it's put out for specific purposes and specific directions. God calls us to be a reservoir of his love for the community and people around us. And so when we are, when we take in, if it stagnates, if there's no place to give it out, then it becomes stagnant and breeds bad things. It brings selfishness, it brings self-centeredness, it brings irritation and impatience. But if we have a place and purpose to give God's love away, then God takes it and uses it for his kingdom glory. And so then we also recognize that if we're storing God's love, then, then there's no boasting. There, there's a sense of fullness and completeness in our lives as we've been born of God to be God's agents. Then, then we don't want what we don't have because we have. We have God's fullness of his life and purpose in our lives. And we have a sense of purpose and meaning and direction when we're a reservoir of God's love to give it out in the right place. And so let me read again for you 1 John 4. Dear friends, let us love one another or others. For love comes from God. And everyone who loves knows God. 
Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us, that he sent his son to be our Savior and Lord. And so this morning, as we look at 1 Corinthians 13 and think about what Paul is trying to say and the whole understanding of the message of his love for us and for the world and that we become the instruments of God's love, blessed by God in his love, blessed to be a blessing. Say say that with me. Blessed to be a blessing. That is a reservoir of God's love for others. So my desire and hope for you this morning is that you become the reservoir of God's love, that you understand that God calls you to be his reservoir for other people. And as we do that, then we find that sense of fullness and completeness that God intends for us to have. May God give you not only his grace and knowledge of his love, and may that be the first and most important thing in your life, to be born of God's love, but also may God give you a place to give it away, a place that you can actively be kind, be gentle, be not envious, and be patient with those around you and with your circumstances. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your mighty love. Lord, we find ourselves in this pandemic and we easily, God, become impatient. We easily, God, lose our focus on you and our centrality in you and we find ourselves putting ourselves on the throne of our lives. Lord Jesus, we would pray this morning that you would unself us and that you would put yourself in the center of our being, that we might love others as you've loved us. We pray these things in Christ's holy name. Amen. Thank you, Dan. That was a precious message. I know I can always benefit from the reminder to be patient and to really center my life on God because it is easy to get impatient and feel our own demands create that pressure in us so that we feel like we need to be served first. But God is really amazing. He's so generous with his love and he doesn't ask for anything back, but he does Ask us to be a channel, a reservoir, so we can be generous with the gifts that he's given us and generous with the talents and skills and the love that he showers upon us. So I'm going to lead us all in a little prayer, and I'm going to ask you guys to lift up people that maybe you need to be more patient with, you need to show kindness to, or people that would benefit from knowing this kind of love 
And so I'm going to say a little prayer and then we're going to have a silence and then we'll, we'll end with the Lord's Prayer. Dear Holy Father, thank you for these words today. Thank you for reminding us how to be patient and how to be kind. We ask you to give us eyes to see in our own life where we fall short and to look to you to give us that guidance. And so, Lord, we're going to raise up people in our life that maybe we need to focus on or people that maybe need to hear this encouragement. Father, we know that you know what's on our hearts. And so now we say the prayer that you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our day, this day, our daily bread and lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen.